in this episode of Boss Files. You know, you don't set out to be a trailblazer, and I didn't know that that's where my path was going to lead me, so it's still, it's surreal almost. The NFL's first full-time female coach, Catherine Smith. At just 32 years old, she shattered the NFL's glass ceiling, signing on as an assistant coach to the Buffalo Bills last season. Players want to, they want to win, they want to play, they want to be their best, so to them, if they feel that you're someone that can help them, they embrace it, and that was all that mattered. Plus, how her father's support brought her to tears and the importance of being told by her parents she could always accomplish the same things as her brother. So does she dream of being a head coach in the NFL one day? Of course she does. Here's my conversation with Catherine Smith. Catherine Smith, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You have a great first name. Thank you. My first name is Oh, Catherine. is it? Oh. <laughs> People don't know that. I've gone by Poppy since I was born, okay. but legally it's Catherine. Thank you for being here. You are a trailblazer in, in so many ways, namely the first full-time female coach in the NFL. When you hear that, what goes through your head? It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is because <laughs> I wasn't, you know, you don't set out to be a trailblazer and I didn't know that that's where my path was going to lead me. So it's still, it's surreal almost. Is it, even you, though you've already coached a season? Oh, yeah. Well, it's surreal to hear it in that way, you know, to hear trailblazer here the first um those those things are surreal the coaching part that comes more naturally to me so that um that's not surreal but hearing hearing those things is still overwhelming a little bit so coaching with and under your mentor rex Mm -hmm. ryan uh for the buffalo bills specifically your job special teams quality control coach that's what you did Mm -hmm. last season what did that mean what was your day like it was a lot of uh, sort of grunt work, so to speak. It was a lot of the behind-the-scenes breaking down film, um, preparing game plan and game books and uh, playbooks and that kind of thing, helping. There was two other special teams coaches, a special teams coordinator and then an assistant special teams coach. So it was a lot of doing things for them, you know, helping with meeting prep and practice prep and, uh, you know, running the scout team at practice. So it was a lot of that, that kind of stuff. As a young girl... Growing up, mm-hmm. I know you love the game. Mm-hmm. I know you would stand by your father's side mm-hmm. at his high school games. You'd help him keep the numbers, yep. all that. Did you think that would translate into this? No. I had hoped it would translate into something in sports, um, but I never really thought it would come to coaching um, and come this far. I, had, Like I said, I hoped it was going to be in sports. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in a front office of a professional team, which I was very fortunate to be able to do. So I had that in mind. I had that goal in mind, but I really didn't know how far that would take me or if at the time, if that would even be something I could do. Did you think at the time, this is, I mean, you're a young woman, so this is back in what, the like 80s, 90s? Um, I graduated high school in 2003, so. Yeah, yeah. so this is not this 90s. But did you think you could even? Did you think being a full-time coach in the NFL was frankly even an option for you? I didn't. It's it's not like I thought, oh, I can't do that. It just wasn't even something that I thought of really at all. You know, it was just not a thought as a possibility that crossed my mind at the time. When did you realize it was a possibility? Oh, when Rex asked me if I'd like to do it. (laughs) Really? Never before then? You had years working for the Mm -hmm. Jets and in the league and different positions. I just always thought it would be, you know, that trajectory, you know, more on the personnel side, on the administrative side. Um, I just really never thought it would make that crossover. Be in coaching. uh, Right, exactly. And that has to be in part, Catherine, because 
there were no women before you who'd done it right. full time. And there's so much to be said about example, setting an example. Now yeah. you're that example. Yes, which again is, is crazy, but I'm, I'm glad to be that. So, Does it come with pressure? Um, of course the game does, but I mean yeah. the added pressure of being that example, of being that first. I tried not to really focus on that. I thought, you know, if I can, I, I've made, I'm here, I've done this, and if I can just continue to work hard and continue doing the things that I think got me there, then that will just sort of keep that progression and, um, and all of it will sort of follow. During the last season with the Bills, you were very head down. So many media outlets asked you for interviews, all the, you know, all the top broadcast networks, and you said no, 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 because you wanted to focus on the game. I was, I was busy. <laughs> I was too busy. I had a lot to do, and I wanted to do my best and put all my energy and all my focus into the job at hand. So I thought, you know, I, I, that wasn't really what it was about. It was about the game and about coaching, and yeah. I just... That was what I wanted to keep it focused on. Let's talk about the years leading up to this past season mm -hmm. and this past year. Um, years working in the league. Mm -hmm. How did you get your start, though? I started as an intern. So I studied sports management in college. Um, and through that, got an internship with the Jets and um, was an intern for a number of years and then was able to ultimately get offered a full-time position there and just sort of and what, what was way. that what was the first full-time position a player personnel assistant okay so I started as an intern actually in the game on the game day and event staff um, running around doing that and then I did get an internship in the college scouting department which I was able to stay with I worked there then part-time while I was finishing school and then ultimately full-time in the player personnel department so obviously your father was a big part of this and influence on you when it came to the game mm -hmm. he said of you the sky is the limit. She's pretty tough. She's always going forward, never going backward. Does that sound like you? I guess so. <laughs> I didn't know he said that. He said that. Oh, you have tears in your eyes. Why? I didn't know he had said that. He did. And it's just nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Take your time. It's okay. It's okay. They're happy tears. <laughs> yes. They're happy tears. What does your dad mean to you, in, in, especially in this context? I'm really close with my dad, and um, he just was always so supportive, is so supportive, and I just think that, um, you know, that's important to have that support to say, hey, do what you want to do and stick with it, and you can, you know, he never, he always encouraged me to do whatever. He was never saying, oh, you can't do that, or, you know. Never. No. So, both my parents, my mom, too. It's an important lesson for parents, right? I mean, I think you, you often think of, I'm about to have a son, and I suppose I would think maybe about talking to him more about football than, than our daughter. Mm -hmm. But this is a lesson for parents. Equally share these things, sure. these passions of yours with your children, regardless of their sex. We always did stuff as a family. I have an older brother, and it was never, you know, he could do something, but I couldn't, or he could go to a game with my dad, but I couldn't. We always did everything, all of us. Um, together as a family so it was never you know certain things were for one of us or or not the other one wow. so it paid off yes it paid off tell me about your mom you say you know my mom had a huge impact on me as well what was your mom like same you know just super supportive um, you know she was the mom took us to every all the practices and sporting events and games and everything so she just was always there for you know Packing lunches, packing snacks, you know, just all that kind of stuff yeah. that really, um, 
you know, is, is important. How do you think about your parents and your dad specifically today when you are on the sidelines, when you are sitting doing, as you call it, that grunt work? Mm -hmm. Because this is hours and hours of watching tape and analyzing yes. <laughs> tape. And for everyone that thinks that being a coach in the NFL is just totally glamorous, your role is not. Right. Um, what comes into your mind about the lessons that your dad taught you over the years? Um, that hard work. You know, you have to work hard. Um, nothing is going to come easy. Um, and to always just do your best and to put that work in. And, you know, something may happen quickly, but it may not. But if you just keep at it and keep doing that, that, you know, good things will come. Let's talk about what it's been like in, you know, the season that you that you were the full-time coach. Um, What's it been like with the players? I mean, obviously, there's the you're the only woman, and they're all men. Mm -hmm. But what was that like? And what else? What other nuances are there that we might not think of? Um, it's interesting because with the players, there wasn't a lot of focus on gender on gender at all. I think it helped um, because I had been with the team yeah. um, for a year, so I wasn't a brand new face. I think it might have been different if I was someone they had no familiarity with, and I just showed up. Um, so they knew me. You know, they had had some interactions with me the year prior in Buffalo. So I think that helped a lot. But um, there really wasn't a lot of focus on that. The players, the players want to. They want to win, they want to play, they want to be their best. So to them, if they feel that you're someone that can help them, they embrace it. And that was all that mattered, that I, you know, I was there to help them, that I was, you know, I seemed to know my stuff, they thought. So I think, you know, just those kinds of things was all that was their concern, really. Did any players second-guess you at all because of your gender? Not, at least not outwardly to me. So nothing not that I face. saw. That's pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Though there was this one disgusting moment that I watched on YouTube or something like that of this fan. It was a fan from an opposing team as you're walking out to the sidelines. Fan from an opposing, not to be named team, I won't do that to the entire team, like yells down at you, hey waitress, hey waitress, get me a Pepsi. You're nodding. Did you hear that? Not at the time. It wasn't until after. You saw it explode that on I social saw, media? Mm, that, um, you know, People came to me and said, oh, did, did you see this? Did you know it happened? At the time, I had, I had no you idea. You were laser focused. Yeah, I had no idea. And, I mean, yes, that particular incident was caught on tape, that particular fan and team. But any, all the coaches, when you're in an opposing stadium, <laughs> I mean, everyone's yelling all kinds of stuff at everybody. So you can't, you just can't listen to it. You can't hear it. Um, so I, at the time, no, I didn't hear that it happened. You know what was great about that video is after that happens, the woman standing <laughs> next to him will describe, you saw what happened. She smacked him, I think, which is, <laughs> so hopefully he got put in his place. She, I think, looked at him and also was like, no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully he got put in his place. Well, it's remarkable that you haven't been second-guessed by, by players. It's great to hear because of your gender. Um, do you think, though, Catherine, an honest assessment of your skills and you know them well, did it take you longer to get to this position at all, do you think, just because you you were at first? Um, I mean, I think it took me longer because uh, maybe I had more to learn, you know, not having a football background. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't say for sure that it took any longer because I'm a first. I mean, I don't think, at least from Rex specifically, I don't think I was ever passed over um, you know, in previous years, I think this was just yeah. a situation where the position was available and he thought it was a good fit for it. So, um, 
So it's hard to say, really. You got this really meaningful message, this text from one of the owners of the mm -hmm. team of the Bills, Kim Pagula. Mm -hmm. And she texts you and she says, don't, when you get the job, right mm -hmm. when the announcement comes down, don't let this be about being female. Do the best job you can. Show them through and through you're doing a great job and that you deserve to be in that spot. What did that mean to you? That was huge because um, I had it had been announced internally and I had been doing the job for a couple of weeks and it was sort of a no big deal kind of thing and then um, it got announced and it blew up and it became sort of crazy and so it sort was nice of. to hear from her like okay this is happening but just remember you know that's mm. not what it's about that's not why you got the job and just keep doing what you're doing because there are as you know um, a number of women in the league in different capacities absolutely like front office jobs absolutely. back office jobs ownership jobs mm -hmm. it's not really talked about a lot no and I think that's one of the things um, that's interesting is internally like you said there are so many women in sports in professional sports in the NFL specifically on teams and so you know, internally, it's like it's not that big a deal, and I think externally, people don't realize. You know, I'm not the only woman that these players came in contact with on a daily basis. There's a lot of women that do a lot of different jobs, mm -hmm. so it's not as odd among teams, I think, as um, you know, people that aren't as familiar with the teams and the league mm -hmm. perhaps realize. There is a lot to be said about obviously women lifting one another up women lifting women up that's so important, mm -hmm. but also men lifting women up. Have you experienced that in your career, men that have really helped elevate you? Sure, I mean, again, you know, Rex is obviously the first Rex name Ryan. that comes to mind, but as although I just said there are a lot of women, it is still, you know, more men within the team. So just working with a lot of those guys over the years that supported me, that helped me, that pushed me, maybe at times when I thought, okay, this is kind of what my job is going to be. And, you know, for them to say, give me extra responsibilities, notice um, traits about me and, you know, maybe steer me into doing more things. So there's definitely um, men and women along the way that have been... Have lifted you up. Yes, that have lifted me Have you, uh, Catherine, felt like you have needed it all to prove the naysayers wrong or even if those were not voices you were hearing did you assume well there must be naysayers because I'm a woman in this job because I'm a first so I will and need to work extra hard to prove them wrong um no I didn't it wasn't about the naysay I wanted to work extra hard I wanted sure. to you know do the best I wanted to show for myself that I could do it but I wasn't worried I a lot of the naysayers I think they're going to be naysayers no matter what That's so I wish I could always be <laughs> as mature in that. On a very serious note, uh, obviously, situations of sexual harassment across industries mm -hmm. is across the news right now, mm -hmm. right? From Harvey Weinstein to the media industry to all different industries. Have you experienced sexual harassment during your career at all, inside or outside of, of football? I can't. I can't really can't say that I have. Certainly not on um, you know the scale that a lot of people yeah. are talking about right now. Um, I think about that and I look back and I think, you know, sort of did I? What yeah. did someone make a comment that I should have yeah. registered more seriously at the time that I had just you know let roll off my back or that I walked away from a situation that maybe I should have taken notice. Um, but certainly in those moments, I didn't have those feelings. And in that moment when that, you know, 
Well, that was certainly a sexist comment, mm-hmm. that fan yes. from the opposing team that said, waitress, give me a Pepsi. So Rex Ryan, of course, was asked to respond to that, and his word was just classless. When you heard that, what did you think? I thought classic Rex answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was classless, and there are classless people in all walks yeah. of life. And, um, you know, like I said, hopefully he learned from it, and hopefully he realized that was, you know, not an appropriate thing to say and that's I think that's the best you can do is hope that people learn from it. Has he, Rex Ryan, been your greatest mentor? Certainly from a coaching standpoint. Certainly. What has he taught you? Obviously he's a great renowned coach. Yes. But you know there are a lot of skilled people who frankly aren't very good at mentoring or helping others. I think he just has a great personality and he's really always focused on you know doing a good job of keeping a balance, not getting too wrapped up in things and um, kind of just always keeping a level head about stuff, which he's really good at. And I've seen him, because I've worked not specifically for other coaches, but certainly around other coaches. And just to see him approach things in that way, I think is uh, something that I tried to, to learn from and take away. So you are part of a small but growing club of women uh, coaching in professional mm-hmm. sports. There's you, there's Jen Welter, who coached uh, in the NFL as a training camp in, uh, intercoach for the, the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, you have Becky Hammond, who I've been lucky enough to interview, who became the first female coach in the NBA, mm-hmm. both assistant coach, head summer league coach for, for the Spurs. Justine Siegel became the first female coach in Major League Baseball. You've got a female ref in, mm-hmm. in the NFL. There so, was a first female coach um, in hockey also. There you last go. Year. That's yeah. pretty great. So all four yes. majors. Yep. Um, how, how prevalent will this become? I mean, where do you think this is leading us? I hope it's leading to, honestly, to it not being a conversation. Mm-hmm. I hope that it just becomes, this is the next coach of this team, but that's what, you know, that's the announcement, not that it's a female coach. Is parity 50-50 ever, do you think, in the cards? Um. Hopefully. I mean, I think it's something, you know, not to put numbers on Mm -hmm. because I think it should be that the best person has gotten the job. And it's not, you know, not about if it's a man or a woman or anything else. So um, I think it's hard to say looking for this number. You know, it's interesting, though, if you look at all the studies about corporations and how companies perform their bottom line, their profitability, It is always better. It is always higher. They are always stronger when there is more diversity in the boardroom and in the C-suite. And I wonder, I don't know, I wonder how that would translate to to sports because you do bring, wouldn't you say, as a female, a different perspective? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's definitely a benefit. The more perspectives you can have, the more, you know, different ways of looking at things and especially in coaching because not everyone learns the same way, not everyone, you know, not all the players see things the same way to have, so to have different viewpoints to be able to, you know, connect differently and, and have a different way of looking at things, I think is, is hugely important. You were invited to the White House last year? Yes. What was that like? Amazing. That was a really incredible experience. Tell me about that day. Um, it was fantastic. It was, um, you know, sort of a meet and greet of women that were there from all sorts of amazing walks of life. And it was fantastic just to be able to chat with them and uh, meet with people. And then uh, President Obama came out and spoke to everyone. So it was it was really amazing. You have said what you've accomplished so far. And by the way, you're not done coaching. No. This is very much... I hope not anyway. <laughs> it is very much work for you this season to watch all of these games, analyze all of these teams, because you don't know who you'll be interviewing with for next season. Right. Right? Right. Do you have a favorite? No. 
<laughs> Maybe with Rex somewhere. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> so, you know, you're very much still in the game, but you, you've said what, what you've accomplished is really a message for young girls and young boys. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. I think it's just a message. It's not just for girls. It is for girls and boys to, you know, put your mind to something or work towards something. Um, I, and I've said it before, and it sort of sounds cliche, but just to work as hard as you can. And the other thing I think is... You never know when an opportunity, you know, what's going to present itself. So just to be mindful of take a chance, work hard, and, and see what happens next. What, what was, you, you know, your work ethic is so clear. It shines through. It's what so many people have written about, and you emphasize it now. What was it like growing up, Catherine Smith? Where does that, where does that work ethic come from? Um, again, my parents, you know, they certainly, through example, and then through just them encouraging us, you know, do well in school, do you, I mean, I was not a top athlete by any means, but to do your best always, even if, even if it's not going to make you win the race or win the game, but you still have to do your personal best. Where did you grow up and what sports? I grew up um, just outside Syracuse, New okay. York. Um, and growing up, you know, as a little kid, all the typical ones, baseball, softball, Little League, you know, sort of a bit... We always sort of did everything, you know, a bit of everything. Took dance class, you know, all that swimming lessons, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in high school, I swam, um, played lacrosse, and I was actually on the bowling team. Were you? Yes. Were you good? No. I it dated was a, a, lot bowl, of fun. a bowler once. Is that what you <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. so. Bowling. <laughs> got that third varsity sport in there. There so. you go. And then what about in college? Uh, I did not play any sports in college. Um, I went to St. John's mm -hmm. in great, Queens. Great school and great sports school. Yes. So I didn't play any sports there, uh, but I worked for the men's basketball program. I was a student manager with the men's basketball team mm -hmm. for my four years there. So that was portending what was yes. ahead, perhaps. Yeah, that was certainly, um, it was a great experience, and I do think it did a lot to uh to set me on this path and to give me, you know, a good background of some of those quote-unquote thankless jobs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Has there been, Catherine, a most pivotal moment for you career-wise, do you think? One of those aha moments, one of those chances someone gave you that you really grabbed and succeeded at? I think getting the internship at the Jets certainly was... I got that internship, and then from there, I mean, that's really what started. You were started. like 22 years old? I started, actually, my first internship, I was 18. Wow. I was a freshman in college. Um, so I think getting that and being able to stick with that, and that, you know, certainly uh, pivoted to a bunch of, you know, led to a lot of other things. So you're very young, early 30s. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of road ahead for you. I have to ask if head coach is the ultimate goal professionally. That would be amazing. It sure would. Yeah, it's a very political answer. <laughs> <laughs> I want a real Catherine Smith answer. It, that is my real answer. That would that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. So yes, yes, yes. You've said. I hope it becomes less of a story about mm -hmm. being a woman, more of a story about doing a great job, and being elevated. Mm -hmm. So you are here talking about being a woman. But what is your advice to all of us? Because um, those are the questions I'm asking you. Because you're a first, <laughs> right? But I mean, really, it, it helps us. I think as journalists and all, and the public think about it differently. How, what, where do you hope this conversation goes from here? And how can we all, uh, as women and men in the public, as journalists, help help advance that cause? I, my hope really is that it happens organically. Hmm. You know, I hope that it doesn't become something where it's jumped to. Oh my goodness, let's get all these women in these jobs now. 
Um, I hope that it's something that, okay, let's take a look at having women take the same path as we have had men take to get these jobs mm-hmm. and start start it at a lower level on the same playing field as men and just let it sort of naturally take that progression. It, because you have said patience and persistence are the two things, the two P's that really paid off for mm-hmm. you. And that that plays into that persistence, yes. but also patience. But also patience, yes. Persistence for sure, but I think persistence sometimes makes you think it's going to happen overnight. So you have to be persistent, but also have that patience of, it, it could take a while, but stick with it, and hopefully you'll get there. Did you ever ask for this job? Did you ask for the full-time coaching job, or did it come to you? It, it came to me. Mm-hmm. Did you think of asking for it even? No. 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 Uh, in, in, in the league, they have the Rooney Rule, mm-hmm. and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. requires all the teams in the league have to interview minority candidates for head coaching mm-hmm. and for senior football operations jobs. That has changed now to also include female mm-hmm. uh, candidates. So it's not just minorities in terms of race, ethnicity, but also in terms of gender. How important is that? How much of an impact do you think it's making? Oh, I think that's huge. I think that's really important um, because there are, as we said, there are a lot of women that hold very high level, very prominent, important jobs in the league. So I think to be able to make sure that they get that opportunity to interview for promotions, um, I think is huge. And I think we're going to see, I think that's going to change a lot of things. You do. Mm -hmm. What about from a business uh, standpoint? Because I was looking at some of the numbers and you know, it, you, it's really easy to make the argument that including more women in these roles also isn't just the right thing to do, but it makes business sense. Mm-hmm. There was a, a 2013 NFL Commission report, and what it found is that 45% of the NFL's fans and a third of the TV audience are women. Yeah, women we're the, love sports. We're the consumers <laughs> yeah. of it. I mean, those are, those are really big numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that just shows that, you know, it's women love sports, you know, girls are watching sports, girls are into football, and it's it's really, you know, it's a lot broader than, again, perhaps, you know, it had been in the past, or maybe that people still think of it as. I know, I am a huge Vikings fan, and I am so, I was, you know, the Super Bowl's in Minnesota mm-hmm. this year, so I was so excited to go, try to go or just be in the state, mm-hmm. and now, of course, I'm pregnant, having a baby in February, so I won't be going to any Super Bowl. That's a great and first it's trip. A great, yes, it might be a little too soon. I think we're probably due on the same day as the Super Bowl. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've been a football fan for a long, long time. In, in February of this year, so really recently, the NFL hired Sam Rappaport as director of football development and, and in charge of addressing the lack of women in football operations and and helping, I think, really importantly, create a pipeline for women to rise up to these jobs. Because you had this pipeline that started as an intern when you were Mm -hmm. 18, but that opened the door for you. Absolutely. And all you need is the door open, and then we all make our way through that door. Are you glad to see this? What does this mean to you? I am, and I've um, talked to Sam. I've done you know some work with Sam. She's doing a fantastic, a really, really great job. Um, she's, in my opinion, you know, approaching it the right way. Like you said, she's trying to open that pipeline, um, open, you know, get women in, in, in what, in, in my opinion, is the right way. Um, and so I think, yeah, she's done. She's done a great job, and I commend the NFL for recognizing, you know, maybe this is something we need to to look at and do and hire someone to put someone in charge of 
of helping out with this. Can you tell us a little bit? About, I'm interested in that, what the work is like that she's doing. Um, yeah, so she's done a lot of, and I, I can't speak to all of it. I only know, you know, some of the things I've discussed with her. Sure. But, um, yeah, she's doing, She I participated with her in a, um, they did a forum, like a women uh, jobs opportunities in football forum, just kind of to get that word out about what the opportunities are, what may be the best way to get in, you know, to get your foot in the door um, and try to channel, you know, women into doing that. She's doing a lot of, you know, making connections with people, bringing people together. Um, It's important. Yes. Uh, And she's also doing a lot of stuff um, with, like, coaching as far as, uh, like, lower-level coaching. She does coaching clinics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, again, and she's doing a lot more than that for sure. But um, but those are a couple of the things that she's been working Uh, on. Have you met the commissioner? In passing a couple of times, yeah. So what if you had a chance to sit down with him and talk about this issue? Um, obviously Sam's doing a good mm-hmm. amount of work. What would what would your what would you say? I would say kind of what I've already said a little bit, but that's the idea of let's get these women in the same way you get the men in. Let's look at college, let's, you know, sort of open that pipeline and and you know, again, Sam's doing a great job with that. So I think just to Remind him to, you know, stay the course. Let's mm. just slowly but surely keep keep chugging. The the NFL and professional sports, for that matter, have really become a flashpoint for some, have become sort of the intersection of politics and popular culture. You see it now with the uh, debate over standing for the national anthem. We've seen it before on other issues. Where do you fall on that? I mean, are you glad that it brings to the fore these discussions for the country? I mean, I think anything that can bring important discussions to the forefront is is meaningful and is important. Um, I think it's a tough a tough balance of you know who who is it appropriate to be having these conversations? Who is supposed to be hmm. sort of you know leading the charge on things? But again, if it's if it can foster conversation, if it can foster growth in any way, then I think that's certainly important. So. Let's go back to your your family for a minute, because that's sort of, for all of us, that's what it's about in the end, right? Mm-hmm. And you were clearly very moved hearing those words from your dad. If he's listening to this, Dad, I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm your sure daughter, will. <laughs> I'll send it to him. What, after this incredibly successful year for you and what is no doubt uh, the beginning of a very successful coaching career for you, what, what do you want to say to him? Um, again, to both my parents, just thank you, you know, and see you at the next game. <laughs> <laughs> see you at the night. And we'll see how far they have to fly to get right, to Exactly. Because we don't know if you're going to be like with the Chargers right, on the other right. coast or if you're going to be they'll come wherever it is, here so. on the East Coast. And what about, what about kids one day? If, you know, if, you're, if you become a parent, too. Yeah, um, I just got married in June, uh, end of June. Congratulations. So thank, you. thank you. I told is, him I'd try to mention that in the podcast. I told my husband. <laughs> is your husband a football fan? Yes. I um, hope so. Yeah. But probably not as big as you. Um, he works in football as oh, well. He, he works in the NFL as well. So, yeah. Although he will tell you he works less on the football side, more on the business side. Yeah. He will be the first to tell you that I know more football than he does. I love that. <laughs> I love that. An honest man. Yes. <laughs> so if you guys do decide to have children one day, you know, what, because I think about my job a little bit differently now after having kids, mm-hmm. just like, what would my daughter think of this? Or what would she think of this story? Or what do I want her to say one day? When you put your head there, mm-hmm. your your kids are going to always know you're a first. You're going to be like in the history books. I know that's hard for you to get your head it around. Is. <laughs> but what do you hope they see and say and learn about you one day? Um, I hope 
I don't think it'll be about that. You know, I hope that it's I'm mom and it's important in other ways. I, I promise you it's a harder job than even <laughs> <sure>. all the <laughs> and everything, sure. everything you've gone through. Is there, as we wrap up, just mm-hmm. any sort of final message that you want to leave people with on this? No, I think, you know, I think you've hit it on the head with just stick with it, work hard. Persistence. Persistence. You can't overstate. The, and patience. Yeah. But I think I'm pretty impatient. I think that's a bad quality. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Well, but... it's, it's not a great quality. My mother would always <laughs> tell me, Poppy, patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where did you learn the patience part? I know you learned the work ethic from your parents, but the patience part. I think the same place. Just, you know, you not, it's not instant gratification. You're not going to do something and immediately see that result or immediately get rewarded for it. But, you know, but that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Catherine Smith, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Will you come back and talk to us when you land on the next team? Absolutely. Okay, good luck. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Boss Files. If you're a new fan of the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app and subscribe. While you're there, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. As always, you can follow me at Poppy Harlow CNN.